watch yourself. There's the camera. Oh, oh. There you go. Okay. I can never get comfortable in these chairs. Don't go too far. Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can send me an email, Trenton, like the city, the numbers, 365show at gmail.com. Um, you can go to the website, trenton365.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Trenton 365 Show. And you can post your events like the one we're going to be talking about tonight on the Trenton 365 Community Calendar Facebook page. You're listening and watching over WIMG 1300 and WPHY Channel 25 covering Mercer County, New Jersey. In the studio with, you, with me is Kimmy Carlos. And some of you may remember Kimmy. She was here a couple of months ago and uh, we were doing a long conversation about mental health and a bunch of different aspects about it. And she alluded to her event, which is the third annual conference, which is coming up this coming Saturday, October 21st here in Trenton, New Jersey. Jersey, and it's the Urban Mental Health Alliance third annual conference, and it's going to take place at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral, 801 West State Street, and uh, for those of you who are watching on TV, you'll be able to see this on Friday night at about 11.15, 11.30, but Kimmy, welcome back to the program. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Jacques. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Absolutely. And uh, we always have these amazing conversations. And uh, I want to give you kudos right off the bat for the work that you're doing. Thank you. Um, especially because it's something, it's a stigma that is often not spoken about in urban communities, especially urban communities of color right. and even more, which you, you shared this with me a while back, especially black African men. Yes. Communication about mental health is just, it's almost non-existent. Absolutely. And the work that you're doing is helping to get that out. And I say thank you ahead of time for what you're doing. Well, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. It's, that's so important. And we, we spend a lot of time addressing that at the Urban Mental Health Alliance. Um, in communities of color and, and in UMA, when we say communities of color, we mean black, African, African-American, Latino, um, Hispanic, East Asian, Caribbean, immigrant communities are all communities of color but you're absolutely right when it comes to men of color there is virtually no discussion around mental health um, and there's also a lot of stigma and fear around addressing it or even acknowledging it and a lot of it I think comes out of just really not having an understanding of what mental health is and not recognizing that it is um, uh, a, a part of managing your health the same way you would manage health disease heart disease or diabetes um, so we work really hard to kind of remove that stigma, remove that fear, and empower people with the knowledge that they need to understand mental health and also understand mental health crisis and understand addiction and recovery. Mm -hmm. And I think I mentioned to you on our previous uh, interview, which will be available on the Trenton 365 website, just look for the archive of this um, and of the previous conversation. I had never thought about managing your mental health the same way you would any other aspects of your health and right. that's something that you brought out can you just go into detail as to what that is absolutely when we first founded the urban mental health alliance our sole focus was on mental illness so really looking at your common mental illness or mental health challenges that are in urban environments really affected by the urban impact 
and we had a long conversation about that the last time I was on the show. So some of the major mental health crises that come out of urban impact are depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, suicide, addiction, borderline personality disorder, uh, bipolar disorder, anxiety disorder, and believe it or not, large, um, largely schizophrenia as well, which has a direct link to nutrition. Um, but we learned very quickly that in addition to not really understanding what a mental health challenge looks like, there really is not an understanding in a lot of our communities about mental health in general. Mm -hmm. And we realized that we needed to start teaching on mental health and wellness. So similar to the American Heart Association, where the American Heart Association teaches you how to recognize a heart attack, how to recognize heart disease, and how to recognize a stroke. But the mental health, uh, I'm sorry, but the, the American Heart Association also teach you what healthy heart behaviors are and how to have a healthy heart lifestyle. Mm. So eating right, proper nutrition, getting your rest, exercising. Well, we do the same thing at the Urban Mental Health Alliance when we teach mental health and wellness. So we have four areas that we really look at. The two biggest ones are obviously your physical health, making sure that you're keeping that in tip-top shape, making sure that you're managing your stress levels, but also making sure that you have healthy relationships in your life, making sure that you do what we call build your tribe, which means building your support network. We also talk about uh, building your network of spirituality, making sure that you have a, a relationship with the Creator in whatever form you know you choose to worship the Creator, um, and making sure that you're giving back in service. These four areas really help your mental health and wellness. So we teach people how to be empowered and how to be proactive about their mental health as opposed to reactive to their mental health, and looking at that as their holistic self. Mental health is a part of your whole being, so it's a part of your physical self, it's a part of your spiritual self, it's a, it's a part of your um, your intellectual self, all of that is, is the foundation for your mental health. So we teach people how to be proactive around that as well. And once people begin to understand what positive mental health looks like, then they're a lot more empowered to understand what mental health crisis looks like as well. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I, I know before, and, I, and I'd like to stick with this, this doesn't. This isn't necessarily concentrated in an urban environment. However, Urban Mental Health as an organization is focused on right. the urban area, specifically Trenton itself. Right. Can you just talk about some of the, the demographics and the data or statistics that are happening here in Trenton around mental health? Right. So one of the things that was really interesting when I first began to found the organization and I would talk to people about building an Urban Mental Health Alliance, the first question people would have is, well, what's the difference between mental health in urban areas and mental health anywhere else? And I would be so excited when people ask that question. Because when you're talking about urban health, you really have to look at the impact that urban environments have on individuals and families and their, their therefore entire communities. Mm -hmm. So if you look at a lot of the oppressive factors that are in urban environments, and we talked about this the last time, so if you look at real basic oppressors that are in your urban environment, so if you look at nutritional deficiencies, if you look at generational poverty, if you look at um, systemic underemployment, if you look at tensions between law enforcement and communities, if you look at gang warfare, drug warfare, if you look at uh, domestic violence and just criminal violence, um, which we know is very high in areas that are oppressed, if you look at broken educational systems, if mm -hmm. you look at broken homes, if you look at subpar housing, 
if you look at environmental oppressors, these are all things that affect the mental health of individuals and families. Therefore, it affects the entire community. So you have whole communities that are struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder because of the gang violence or because of drug infiltration or because of gun infiltration or because of tensions with law enforcement. And so that makes the, the, the circumstances of mental health very different from your other areas, from your suburban areas or your rural areas, if you will. That's not to say that mental health challenges aren't as, aren't as important. Mm -hmm. It just means that they're very different. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to build, build an organization that speaks to those very specific circumstances in urban environments and understands the urban culture and meet our urban communities where we are. And what that means is rather than having an organization that says if we build it, you know, if we build it, they'll come, we're an organization that goes into the community and meets people in their comfort zone and make sure that we understand what their needs are and empower them with the information in a safe place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because that's another thing that's really important. If you're going to tread into a topic that you're not comfortable with, you need to do that in a safe zone. You need to do that with people who walk, talk, and look like you and understand you. You need to do that in an environment that you're familiar with and that you trust. And you need to feel that you have a sense of confidentiality, you have a sense of respect, that there's never going to be any humiliation or stigma. So we work really hard to do that. Um, I think that the downfall is that there's a lot of organizations, and we talk about this on our website, there's a lot of organizations in and around Mercer County um, and in a lot of other large metropolitan areas that do a very good job of crisis management and recovery management, which is all well and good, but there's not a lot of information around awareness of mental health, awareness of addiction, and understanding the culture that they're serving. And it's really difficult to serve a culture that you really don't understand um, if you don't understand what urban trauma looks like, if you don't understand that a lot of the behaviors are a, a result of depression, are a result of oppression, are a result of, of trauma, and unfortunately a lot of those behaviors get criminalized. Mm -hmm. So rather than empowering communities, we continue to further oppress communities. Um, what we seek to do is we seek to understand what those oppressors are, we look to recognize the behaviors that come out of that, whether it's depression or anxiety or, or PTSD, and then we look to teach people how to recognize those behaviors themselves, and then we give people the tools to self-advocate as well, um, which is another thing that we learned pretty quickly is that a lot of times our people in urban environments don't know what self-advocacy means. So I'll give you an example. In other er uh, environments, or, or, or cultures or, or communities, you can give, an or, give communities information around heart disease or mental health or epilepsy or HIV or breast cancer, and they know how to mobilize and they know how to go out and get the resources that they need. Often in urban environments, we don't know how to do that. We haven't been taught self-advocacy, not because we can't learn self-advocacy, but largely because this is something that's passed down from generation to generation, and we haven't had the opportunity to do that. So we had to learn that we not only have to bring awareness around mental health, but then we also have to teach our individuals and families how to self-advocate 
for mental health and wellness, as well as when you recognize a mental health crisis. Now, Kimmy, we're going to draw back down on that after a short break, but can you share the contact information for the organization? Sure. Urban Mental Health Alliance, uh, the direct phone number is 609-610-7603. Our website is urbanmentalhealthalliance.org. And I'm speaking with Kimmy Carlos, who is the executive director and founder of Urban Mental Health Alliance, and we're going to be talking about her event, which is coming up, the third annual conference happening Saturday, October 21st from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. And it's entitled Free Your Mind, Recognizing Urban Trauma. And this will take place at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral on State Street. And we'll be back after a short break. And you have to tell me about this bike ride later. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can send me an email, Trenton, like the city, the numbers 365show at gmail.com. You can also follow on Facebook, Trenton 365 Show. And if you'd like to visit the website and check out some of the archives of the interviews and some of my other activities, you can do that by going to Trenton365.com. In the studio with me is Kimmy Carlos, who is the founder and executive director of Urban Mental Health Alliance. And we're talking about the third annual conference that is taking place on Saturday, October 21st, 2017, here in Trenton, New Jersey. The title is Free Your Mind, Recognizing Urban Trauma. There are two, excuse me, this will take place at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral, uh, 801 West State Street in Trenton, New Jersey. There are The keynote speaker is Dr. Dale G. Caldwell, and uh, also the very reverend Father Rene Jean, or Rene Jean, as some people like to say, Dean of Trinity Cathedral, will be on site. And uh, during the break, Kimmy and I were talking about um, the stigma of uh, men and women and mental health. Can we just go into some more detail about that? Right. That's 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 a, a really interesting dynamic when it comes to stigma. We know that there's stigma around mental health in general, and we know that that mental health challenges. Um, cut all cut across all genders and socioeconomic levels and races and cultures we realize this um, but the stigma in urban environments is different in that there's already so many stigmas that individuals in, in urban communities are living with mm. so if you are in an inner city and you're a person of color especially you're dealing with the stigma of being a person of color. Mm. You're dealing with the stigma of, of potentially being an addict. You're dealing with the stigma of maybe being in re-entry from being incarcerated. You're dealing with the stigma of maybe being poor. You're dealing with the stigma of maybe being um, HIV positive. You're dealing with the stigma of maybe being undereducated or illiterate. So there's already a host of stigmas that you live with on a daily basis. You, you function in, in this world. You understand innately that when you walk in a door, people recognize you as being a person of color and recognize you as being um, someone from an urban environment, even if those words are never spoken. So we kind of live and move and breathe in a world of stigmas. Now, if you want to attach mental health to that, most people are not willing to be that vulnerable. Mm. So a lot of times people um, are not willing to show a crack in their armor, not willing to show that vulnerability, not really willing to discuss mental health because it's a matter of, well, I might be black and poor and illiterate, but I'm not crazy. You know? And that's really what it comes down to. So we, again, 
the best way that we can empower people is to um, first remove the fear of what mental health is and then talk a little bit about what mental health challenges are and how a lot of those challenges come out of the oppressors that are in urban environments. When we put it in that context, then people realize that it's really not a character defect. You know, it's not a sin. Uh, it's not, you know, because you didn't pray enough or you didn't pay your tithes or because you did something wrong or your family was hexed or, you know, it's really not any of those things. It's a health condition. And when we give people that context, it removes a little bit of the fear. Hmm. But that often takes some work because, again, there's so many oppressive stigmas that our communities are already living under. Now, when you want to throw gender into the mix, right? We know very quickly that there's a big difference between the way men and women um, display uh, um, some of the signs and symptoms of a mental health challenge. Real basic. So let's just take depression. Usually when a woman is depressed, you'll see signs of sadness. You'll see remorse. You'll see grief. You might see crying. She might do a lot of isolating. Um, but a woman also will usually um, have other female uh, loved ones that she can talk to. Men typically when they're depressed will display that in anger and aggression and resentment. And that's natural. We're talking testosterone here. But in urban communities and communities of color, we don't react very well to angry black men. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we don't recognize that there might be a mental health challenge. We immediately see that as a behavioral problem or as a criminal problem. And therefore a lot of times it's not addressed. Um, a lot of times men will recognize the symptoms of depression but are afraid to speak to it. They recognize that they're feeling sad. They recognize that they're not sleeping. They recognize that they don't have an appetite. They recognize that they've lost interest in things like being with family, being with friends, being with kids, lost in sexual, lost interest in sexual activity, um, you know, losing interest in, in their career or their job. They recognize these things, but they're not feeling vulnerable enough to discuss it mm. because there's already so much stigma around a man of color and there's that dichotomy of, I have to be a man, but I can't be too aggressive, you know. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I'm just going to pretend that I'm not feeling any of this. Mm -hmm. So again, it goes back to us really providing a safe space. And, and one of the things that's remarkable to me and always the most satisfying part of doing a workshop is when I have a man who will come to me and say, for the first time, now I recognize what I've been feeling. And for the first time, now I can discuss this. Or I have a son, I'm going to tell him this. Or now I can go have this conversation with my father. They are in a safe space where now they can acknowledge this. Now they can disclose. Now they can start having conversations. One of the things our uh, board director, uh, Medina Day, says all the time is um, one does not equal one. So if five people show up at a workshop, those five people are going to go out and they're going to talk to everybody that's in their circle of influence because now they found a trusted resource in the community and they trust the information. And when, when a man trusts that information in our community, that's important because now he can go back to the other men in his circle of influence and have a conversation 
you know. Um, and I've had so many men come up to me and tell me that. I've had men reach out to me on Facebook. I've had men, you know, speak to me in workshops. I've had men call me and, and really share the fact that they appreciate under learning about mental health in a safe place, having someone that they can talk to about it, and especially um, a lot of the facilitators in our organization, by us standing up in front and telling our stories, which, I'm, which everybody who knows me knows my story, and by us standing up and telling our stories and disclosing and being vulnerable, it gives everybody else in the room permission to also be vulnerable, to also disclose, and to also be able to to move ahead and, and heal. So our objective is always to make sure people are walking out of that room feeling empowered. We don't care what you brought into the room. When you leave, we want you to be empowered. And that's especially important for our men because I think our men suffer the most, mm -hmm. you know, because they they don't have that safe space, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm speaking with Kimmy Carlos, who is the founder and executive director of Urban Mental Health Alliance. The website is urbanmentalhealthalliance.org. The telephone number is 609-610-7603. And this coming Saturday, October 21st, 2017, from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., the third annual conference will take place, and it's entitled Free Your Mind, Recognizing Urban Trauma. This will take place at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral, located at 801 West State Street in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, the keynote speaker, speaker is Dr. Dale G. Caldwell and the very Reverend Father Rene Jean, uh, Dean of Trinity Cathedral, will also be there as well. As well, um, Can you share about some of the details about the conference, um, if there's any costs that are associated with it, and what people can expect that day? Yes, very excited about that. So this is our third annual conference, which we're thrilled about. And as you said, it's going to be at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral. They are our host for the conference, and we're very, very grateful for that. Trinity does, does a lot of phenomenal work in the community, and they um, embraced us when we came to them and said that, you know, we wanted to host a conference there this year. Um, Dr. Dale Caldwell is our keynote speaker. He is going to be speaking specifically on urban trauma stress disorder, and what I think is incredible about that is that he he speaks to the very real fact that in PTSD, you're saying post-traumatic stress disorder. But in urban communities, a lot of those traumas are continual, mm -hmm. daily. They are a, a, a normal functioning part of life. So he talks about urban trauma stress disorder. So it's not post. This is trauma that we live in on a daily basis. So he is going to address that and also talk about ways in which we can begin to heal from those traumas. So this is going to be an awesome conference. The conference kicks off at 8.30. We have a continental breakfast, which is essentially coffee and pastries. Um, we have our keynote, Dr. Dale Caldwell, who will speak. We're going to do a trauma exercise. And then right after that, we're going to go into a panel. And the panel is entitled Trauma, Recovery, and Healing. And we have four awesome people from the community who are going to be speaking. Uh, we have Dr. Shirley Gaines, who we know is a, a Trenton police chaplain, along with her husband, uh, Bishop Gaines. We also have uh, Malik Ali, who is an author and a motivational speaker on, on urban trauma. We have Dr. Angela Clack, is, who is an uh, African-American woman who actually is a therapist uh, and a counselor and speaks specifically to African-American families and individuals around mental health and recovery. And finally, we have uh, Dr. Howard uh, Nathaniel Thompson, 
who is a pastor, and he also is going to be speaking about trauma in the community, specifically around men. Mm. Uh, so we're very excited about that. We will also have information tables. UIH Family Partners will be there. Uh, Children's Futures will be there. A Better Way will be there. Um, and then we, all of our presenters will also be selling their books there as well. And then we will close out with lunch around noontime. Um, the conference is always open to the to the public, so anybody can attend. We always uh, recommend a $10 donation, but we also say that our services are open to everybody. If you walk in that door and say, I don't have $10 today, that's absolutely fine. Um, any donations that do come in will help to support the Urban Mental Health Alliance. Basically, everything that we do is, is based on volunteers, uh, myself as the volunteer founder and executive director, all of our board of volunteers, as well as all the volunteers that support us. And we largely work on grants, small grants and donations. So if you do want to donate to the conference, that would be a great help. Um, we're very excited about it. We usually have right around 100 people that come. Um, there's lots of par parking at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral, which we're very excited about. So there'll be plenty of room for that. Um, and we look forward to having everybody join us on Saturday. Mm, great. Now, briefly, 30 seconds. Um, what would you like to say to the folks who are a bit apprehensive about coming to the conference for whatever reason? Absolutely. A lot of times people are apprehensive for, for a lot of reasons. Because there's stigma around mental health, because they're afraid to come into Trenton, because they don't want anybody to know that they might have a mental health challenge, because they're not sure what questions to ask. They don't know what to expect. What I always tell people is anytime you come to an Urban Mental Health Alliance environment, you are in a safe place. So any event that you come when you cross that threshold, you will be embraced, we will engage you, we will ask you to be comfortable in giving as much or as little of yourself, whatever, wherever your comfort zone is, but you are in a safe space when you come to our events. So I ask you to just come out and, and um, take the opportunity to learn as much as you can and understand that you, you're going to be at home with family. Fantastic. Kimmy Carlos, thank you so much for coming back on the Absolutely. program. Absolutely. I look forward to having you back again. Absolutely. Always my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you're welcome. So I have Kimmy Carlos, Urban Mental Health Alliance. More information is available on the website, urbanmentalhealthalliance.org. This coming Saturday, 1021. You can find out more information by calling 609-610-7603. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Have a great night.